In this episode of The Full Nerd, Intel Strikes Back. I'm going to move the mic because people were saying I was using too many plosives with this uh, headset. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 134. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Elena Yee. Hi, everyone. And Anna Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm I'm starting to feel it. You know, I'm starting <laughs> to feel a little stir crazy. Starting to feel a little loopy. Uh, however, yeah, actually, yeah. How, however, how 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 is everyone else doing? No, pretty good. I'm actually doing pretty good. I you know I for sanity I'll I'll go to like you know I I bought some deck furniture so I went out to Home Depot. And I, I get dressed up like, you know, like a division, you know, the the ball cap and the, you know. Do you get the, the, the elbow pads and the knee pads? Well, no, not that far, but I have like <laughs> a uh, a um, a division-looking backpack. Maxpedition makes them. They basically look like it's from division and like you got the gloves and everything and the mask. So it actually keeps you sane going out to the store. Funny story. To- Funny story. I am... Um, Leif Johnson, whom some of you might remember from another Full Nerd episode we've done, uh, he was telling me that in his neighborhood, he looked out the window and he saw someone with a face mask and like a vest running by with a with a gun the other day. <laughs> in San Francisco? Some, some people are apparently living out their dreams of, re- of reenacting the division too. Wow. Man. My my bank, I don't have a local branch in my bank, my, my, my local branch, my closest branch is 45 minutes away but i really 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 want to take an excuse to take a trip down there just so i can walk into a bank with a bandana over my face it would be, <laughs> i've always wanted I'm not, i won't say i've always wanted to do that but now that the situation has <laughs> arised that i can do that i really want to do that now oh uh, that's funny uh we, we well, do have, in- or i was just gonna ask uh, we do have somebody uh s7473 great name uh says uh how are we managing getting haircuts I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> lucky, lucky, and Gordon. I cut my, I cut my own hair. Yeah, you're fine. You're you. You look freshly, uh, freshly buzzed here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Did last night because it was getting crazy. Because you wake up and it's just kind of flat, you know, and you don't, you don't yeah. really worry about anything, you know. So I just, we just bought some clippers. I'm gonna shape my head one these days because I'm getting at the point where it like fluffs out and back, uh, and I don't like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really missing a nice haircut. Uh, like my barbershop's literally around the corner, but it's closed. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad we're wearing headphones for all these streams because I just slick it back and be like, ah, the, the headphones are in the way. I was joking with a friend of mine. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't had a haircut since like the beginning of March. I said, you know, when it gets long enough to braid, I'll teach you how to do it over Skype. Nice. Thumbs up. Skype or Zoom? Um, whatever he prefers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I wonder what Intel prefer, uh, prefers when they're talking about uh, their 11th gen parts, right? Yeah, that's the, of course, I think the biggest news to me is that they're going to go to 11 because model numbers, <laughs> you sort of hit that rollover point when you get to 999,000 on your car. Well, 99,000 is the old one, but where do you go to next? NVIDIA went from what, 10 series to 20? So they start mm-hmm. counting, they start to adding 20 10 to it. And 16 at the same time. It's real confusing. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and do you, I, people, do you remember back when, uh, AMD actually used to have the, the, the sequence number that was 
like NVIDIA's, and NVIDIA had a sequence number that was like, because they had like a, what, 570, remember? Mm-hmm. 470, and then they sort of had to switch places. And But Intel is hey. apparently going to count to 11, which I don't know if they did that as a spinal tap nod or just simply... <laughs> It makes it does, sense. It does make sense, but it <laughs> seems a little weird, I guess. But 11, this is uh, Intel's Tiger Lake, upcoming Tiger Lake series. 11 series. The leak is a Core i7-1185G7, making the rounds on the internet. These part mm-hmm. names, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine until they change it on us again. Yeah. Intel's been pretty consistent. I dig it. Because all this talk is reminded me of AMD's Radeon situation. So they used to have like the 7,000 series, right? And then they went to 400 and 500 series. And now we're back at 5,000, 5,700 series. So we were at 7,700. And now five years, six years later, we're at 5,700. And it just does not make any sense to me. So I'm, I'm actually, I don't mind Intel. Just keeping on, keeping on. Like yeah. going to the number 11 actually makes it a lot easier for people coming into the ecosystem for the first time. Like when I talk to friends and they want to know what the latest parts are, I have to sometimes explain that, no, this one sounds like it's newer, but it's not. It's actually from three years ago, et cetera, et cetera. It's very, I, I just can't imagine having it drop into all of this cold. I wonder if I yeah. can find some old sucker to sell my Radeon 7700 to or whatever, now that I think about it. You could when they announce a new one, put it on eBay and just just say Radeon and then leave off the middle and then say seventy seven hundred when they get there. That seems crooked, but you know. But I do think uh, it does help though because they the eleventh generation it is easy for people to understand as Elena says, right? It's just like oh, you should buy an eleventh gen instead of a you know eighth gen or ninth gen or whatever the heck it is. So it does it does make it very bigger. clear. It is one bigger. It is a little crazy when you have the 14 nanometer and the 10 nanometer parts, but this Tiger Lake U is looking pretty mean. Um, I guess it is essentially a, a new microarchitecture as well as the new Z graphics cores in a mobile chip. So the, the craziness, of course, are the leaks. I'm going to mention a couple of the leaks here. Uh, I think it was underscore Rogue Game, R-O-G-A-M-E, had a, a screenshot of the performance of a Tiger Lake U, a, a i7-1185G7. Obviously, that would be faster than a 1065G7, which is the current top laptop U-class part. Four core, eight threads. Uh, ty- uh, time spy score is 14, 14 overall. Graphics is 1296 and CPU of 2922, supposedly. So, so those show our numbers. Yeah, and I, I pull up the wrong number, but it's it's really funny because everything is just. I was like, well, huh? I wonder how that compares to a Time Spy leak of the AMD's U parts, and I went ahead and looked it up, and I think WCCF Tech had a uh, a score for a Radeon seven forty eight hundred U, eleven ninety three overall graphic score of ten forty five. So those new Z cores in the Tiger Lake U will actually be faster, according to the leaks, if you believe them, than the uh, the new Ryzen 4000 part. But Ooh, that'd be a change. Yeah, wouldn't it? But eight cores is still better than four cores, and that uh, Ryzen 7 4800U with eight core, sixteen threads is six thousand sixty-one. So six thousand versus three thousand, basically. 
and then what, maybe 10% better, 5% better for Intel on graphics? Yep. Well, we're going to have to see how it scales because the thing about Time Spy is yeah, it's really, like, it really is a synthetic benchmark. Like, it'll theoretically measure things real fine. Like, if you look at Time Spy scores for desktop graphics cards, yep. sometimes you'll have an NVIDIA card that's faster than an AMD card in actual games. But because of the way Time Spy is set up, it'll mark the A and D card as faster. So we'll have to see. Take this definitely take, you know, Time Spy scores with a grain of salt when you see it. Yeah. Especially because we don't know anything about Z yet. So Right. Or the new cores in Tiger Lake. I, I sort of I actually like three D Mark benchmarks because they are extremely repeatable. They are yeah. very synthetic. And they yeah. don't always represent actual gameplay. So that is the difficulty with synthetics. But as a, as a means of measuring things, which is why if people question the accuracy of 3D Mark benchmarks, uh, there is a reason why in overclocking contests, they use it as a test, right? Because yeah. it definitely has its place. Don't it get me wrong. Place. It's good. It's good at showing performance, like as what it is in a vacuum, but that doesn't necessarily always translate to real world gaming differences is all I'm trying to just throw out there since we're talking about rumors. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you know, the problem I think with that, the Tiger Lake U part that leaked is that the boost score, the boost clock was locked to three gigahertz and WCCF tech points out that they have seen leaked samples that have been hitting into the, the low, low fours. So four, three on a, um, on a U part would be pretty, pretty good. Right. So we'll see. It, it could actually be something that gives uh, AMD's rising U parts a, a tough time when it, when it comes out. Supposedly, end of this year if it does yeah it was gonna be my question this year is are they thinking for these next year end of this year is what it's looking like yeah i think the all the leaks indicate end of this year you know because until i think they understand they've got a real fight on their hands with uh, ryzen 4000 it's an awesome cpu so they want to push things up but uh i i would hope to see tiger lake u laptops you know probably you would think they would launch them for either holidays or announce them at holiday and then shoot for January timeframe, which would have been traditionally the, the, uh, CES announcement. So. Yeah. We're going to have to see where everything falls this year. Cause everything's so weird. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Nobody I'm really interested to see. I'm interested. I mean, at this point it's just, you know, Hey, it's 11th gen, which personally I like, and it has C. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Although, at this point, it's way too, even as a rumor, the next rumor is much juicier and has a lot more discussion. This is just like, oh, yeah, it's called 11. It has Z. But Although, aren't you kind of like wonder? I mean, I always sound like I'm a crazy person when I talk about these leaks, but like they seem so conveniently timed in place. I know yeah. everybody yeah. says there's there's no way that AMD and Intel are behind them, but it's just like it's like suddenly you get a new AMD part that's sort of super exciting and people are going to be talking about this. Their, their U parts haven't shipped in laptops yet, but they're probably going to. And then suddenly we start seeing all these Tiger Lake U leaks. And it just makes you wonder, you know, do you think it that's happens. just kind of crazy talk? I've never got anybody at Intel or AMD to even under the table off the record confirm. Yeah, we kind of do that. But I've heard plenty of other people in the industry off the record be like, yeah, they totally do that. I mean, um, <laughs> it has it has this has to be planted in some way i mean intel's the only one playing with these right now so right or is it just a coincidence of like 
suddenly all the testing's happening because they're pushing these parts up and you have more leaks as there's more testing and and as more partners get them there's more leaks so i don't know i i think it's i think it varies but i think there's a heavy dose of marketing involved with a lot of these i agree with you and, and this one in particular as well it makes you wonder right <laughs> Uh, well, before we move on to the next topic, we, we have some uh, chatter in YouTube, uh, random, just not even about this. Uh, Brian Allen picked up a Radeon 7 for $325 at Micro Center. Ooh, and that's a good buy. New, yeah. That's, <laughs> wow. That's a deal. Right, Elena? Uh, just trying to figure out that can't, is that actually an in-store special or was it just like open box? that's a that's a good price yeah they they didn't necessarily specify but yeah it's people are asking if it was used but obviously micro center doesn't uh sell used but sometimes they do open box true which is kind of a store equivalent of use oh yeah he yeah it it is open box yeah and that's what i thought because that price is just too good for a new yeah and they said it's got a 30 day uh refund policy so that's yeah. a beautiful card. I really love the design on those cards. I'm a big fan of aesthetics. I like the aesthetics of that. And the 16 gigabytes of HBM2. That's good if you're doing things that can take advantage of it beyond gaming. That is crazy, right? For $329? Yeah, it's nuts. Well, I mean, the Vega, or not Vega, uh, RX 5700 XT is roughly in the same ballpark for performance. In actual gaming, it's just a little bit behind, I think. It's right in the same ballpark, but it doesn't have anywhere near the memory configuration or the looks of it, so. 325 bucks, that's a steal. You're, you might be able to sell that to someone else for more, actually, if you could look around online. You can flip yeah, that thing. Straight up to <laughs> I can't remember, but did this Radeon 7 come out this year? Last year. Last year. It oh, came out so 2019, last, January? It's like a year old. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I remember, I'm just trying to think of when it was held up on stage at CES. I feel it was like at it was... CES. It was last year. Because everyone was expecting to hear about uh, 7 nanometer uh, Navi. But they were right. like, here's 7 nanometer Vega. <laughs> so oh. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> it really was that one. 2019. So it's like a two-year-old card? It's a year-old Oh, so it was well, but January twenty twenty for January twenty nineteen is when they revealed yeah. it. I, I mean, yep. Okay, sorry, I've just lost track of time. So yeah, it's about a year old. Space and time uh, has no was, meaning. It was great for about <laughs> six months, and then the it still is great. Don't get me wrong; that's a great purchase you got there. Uh, but then you know the fifty seven hundred XT came out at August or something like that. Yeah, seven seven. So, but between that space, so February to August, Radeon Seven was where it was at. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Side note, we should talk about uh, Comet Lake S. Hey, we got to make yeah. it so it's not all Intel, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another Intel part. Yeah, oh, you're we right. We have plenty so. of AMD questions for the the Q and A section. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But Comet Lake S, of course, again, conveniently timed rumors uh, on Comet Lake S. Uh, I think uh, the there's been a lot of them. There are plenty of reliable ones. Um, to me, the most interesting one. So, and you know, because Steve is not going to talk about something unless you know he's he's got it from a really good source. But Steve over at Gamers Nexus talking about uh, Comet Lake S from uh, information he got from uh, 
uh, a system integrator. So uh, it will be, you know, as, as has been rumored for a long time, LGA 1200. So a new socket. But if quite you, interesting. If, just to jump in there for just a second. If you follow Der Bauer on Instagram, he actually has a picture of him holding a socket, whatever you just said it was. Thing saying something's coming, so he actually has a physical part held up. So or the the, the, the pin the socket, cover. yeah, the socket oh. cover. Oh, okay. And it is a new it is a new uh, a new socket, so it's, it will be incompatible with previous parts. And interestingly, Steve got into the information he got that I guess is worth talking about is they've redesigned it for thermals. Uh, they actually made the the heat spreader IHS integrated heat spreader thinner. They've tried to basically make the entire package a lot thinner to to hopefully get the heat out for LGA 1200 parts uh, more effectively over the, the previous LGA 11 5X parts. Uh, everything from, I guess, getting the die closer to the substrate to it's st- it will still use, you know, um, a solder, uh, a solder Tim, stim. And but the whole idea is just to make it flatter, a little bit wider, a little bit flatter to just try to dissipate the heat more out of this part, because it is still a 14 nanometer part that is supposed to hit very high clocks, yet still have uh, 10 cores inside. Yeah, looking at some of the other rumors, I saw them at uh, video cards. They have a lineup of expected stuff. The top end ones are expected to be 10 cores, 20 threads and hit, you know, over 5 gigahertz, 5.1, 5.3 in some scenarios. Uh, so this thing's going to be pretty wild, I think. It's going to draw a lot of power. Uh, I was looking at PC Gamer this morning. They're citing another leak from uh, somebody on Twitter that has some of the PL1, PL2 numbers. So, you know, different clock speed numbers uh, for the i9 10900F, these part numbers, man. Uh, and apparently, this thing's going to be able to draw, if these rumors are correct, as much wattage as an RTX 2080, which is wild for a, for a processor. <laughs> wow. But I mean, <laughs> I didn't see the story, but I'm wondering if, because we have heard of excessive excess, excessive thermals out of these chips for a, a little while, but an RTX 2080, what is that? 300 watts? Uh, 280? It, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but it's a lot. It's not, I mean, it's a 28. It's the second most powerful graphics card you can buy. So, oh, okay. <laughs> the only one that draws more power is the 2080 Ti. So, right. But, and but of course, yeah, I mean, even I, I believe it was back at CES. I think we might have noticed it. I'm not sure, but I know Steve did a, Steve from Gamers Nexus did a video talking about how even at CES there were board vendors who were ready to show Z490 motherboards, but they got pulled at the last minute because Intel's been struggling from what he hears with, uh, you know, the power and the thermals and the heat. So I'm not surprised to hear that there are these, you know, to kind of dissipate that a bit. Yeah. No, that's, it is a problem too, because they're pushing, 14 nanometer at very high clocks and i'm sure that that high uh the high thermal generation is on an all-core load right or maybe under an avx you know 512 load or something but it's it's it wouldn't be in all cases certainly probably not using one or two threads but 
to actually have the high headroom there is so they can push the all-core load higher. I so I have imagine. a question for you, Gordon. Yeah. So if you're building, let's say, a $3,000 PC with one of these theoretical 10th gen 10 core parts, would you invest extra money into uh, a cooler for your CPU? Um, yeah, because well, <laughs> you're clearly not going to, this is not going to come packaged with a stock cooler unless they, Intel changes this game from, you know, the basic bare bones. It, you know, these will be enthusiast parts. I was just crap talking. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> and again, you know, people were all on my case because I had to go for a cheap old motherboard. <laughs> You're not going to want to run the cheapest motherboard you can get in the world to, with these chips, right? You're going to have to buy an expensive motherboard with really good cooling on the VRMs, and you're not going to be buying cheap-ass hardware for this. But, you know, that is going to be the bigger question, I think, is where does AM, where does Intel go against with this part? Say if they can get 10 cores, and they can actually push decent clocks, it feels like they will be, they'll put themselves back into a spot where they have still led, which is we hit higher clocks under the actual load that most gamers run at i mean yep. you know people are not pushing 12 16 20 threads in a game you're maybe pushing four five six and if these core i9 core i7 parts are just simply pushing higher clocks they're probably still going to have that advantage that intel has had over it but then it still comes back to price as well so they may perform better in games by 10 15 20 percent that they've sort of had over Ryzen. a lot of things but if it's not priced right, does that matter? Because if you can get a 12-core Ryzen for, you know, only yeah. 400 bucks. That's going to be my big question about these. Are these going to, you know, kind of slot down and slot in where standard core at 7 prices has been? Or is it going to continue like the 900K does and start at $500, $450 and move up from there? Because if it's, you know, $600, $700 for one of these and it's 10 cores, that, that feels like a, a big ask. We're going to have to see, one, if these rumors are true, two, how they actually perform in real life. These things are probably going to scream. I mean, 10 cores at 5.3 gigahertz, if you can actually make that happen, that's going to be great. But at the same time, you also have to factor in, you know, yes, the Intel chips, at least the ones that we tested so far, the 9900K and KS, Yes, they are technically faster than the Ryzen chips in games, but you only really see that if you're gaming at 1080p or if you're trying to hit like ultra, ultra high frame rates at higher resolutions. So yeah. it's, it's going to depend on the practicality of it all. It's, they're, they're, I just, oh, sorry, go ahead. I thought you were done. I was pretty much done. They're just, they're getting real close to the end of that performance story, I think, for we're the fastest in the world. It might be technically true, but it, We'll have to see if it winds up being practically true. I was going to say, Brad, that um, I don't think Intel can afford to keep pushing up the prices on their parts. Like I could see them um, increasing. So like say like the slots in where the equivalent parts are now, I could see them increasing slightly on those prices, but just to like shove it higher in the stack and charge more. I don't think they're going to really, really win over people that way just because We've had, what, four years now of conditioning from um, AMD that we expect so much more at certain price points. I don't think Intel's been able to overcome that, even though that they do have some performance advantages. 
Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The the thing that's going to be for me, I'm waiting to see. Not waiting to see. I'm probably not going to upgrade this generation anyway. But I'm curious to see uh, whether or not the motherboards support PCIe 4. Because if you're someone who's buying a cutting edge, top of the line, new computer in 2020, I mean, you saw it when I, in my own $3,000 PC build the other day. I wanted to go for the 9900K, but I felt like I had to go for Ryzen because I don't want to not get PCI 4 at this point. So for me, that's going to be a big part of the question for these. Well, and I, I forget if PCI 4 is going to be in there. There wasn't some rumor that it got pulled out or something at the last minute. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of floating, out? conflicting rumors about it. <laughs> but it does it does feel like they have to have it. Um, rumors, because I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they price this at. If it's if it's ten cores, five three, it still has advantage and low thread count. Tass. I mean, I I think it's got to kick ass. Five fifty. I still think if they. If they do 550, I know people say, well, why don't I just get a 12 core? But, you know, you sort of have that, you're going to still, they still have the tension of, we're actually still going to perform better at games because we have higher clocks. Mm-hmm. A lot of games still like Intel over AMD. So, you know, you get that advantage and it'll be a little better. So they can probably stay at 550. And then also, it feels like they can't probably price it that low because then that means they can make. A ton of them, I and mean, that means if they make a if they can make a metric ton of them, then they can get the price. Because, but they, it almost feels like they have to keep the price high just to keep the demand from outstripping their actual supply too. Which is actually, I'm not sure if it's because of the rumors of this or just because of supply issues with everything going on in the world right now. I was looking around for the Core i9 9900K when I was look, taking a look at our best CPU stories the last few days, and the 9900KS is gone. You can't buy it. Uh, new, which that was always supposed to be a limited run part to be expected. But the 9900K is actually selling for more than the KS's price. It's $525 right now. So I'm not sure if that's because they're easing up to maybe roll these out soon or if they're having supply constraints to get at what Gordon was talking about. But there's something going on there right now. Yeah, that is weird. You would think that, I mean, Intel has been the master at, at uh, maintaining inventory. So typically all the older parts vanish right before a newer part comes out. And the rumors are hot and heavy that Intel will push this out, what, in the next month, end of May? Possibly. Uh, yeah, the rumors say announcements the end of this month, uh, parts the end of next month. So that would indicate that, yeah, this part is coming. I kind of wonder if there, and I'd I'd heard this theory about this, with laptops, I wonder if this is going to roll over to desktops as well. But um, Intel somewhat benefited from world circumstances. So the slightly decrease in demand means maybe they have more parts sort of built up for, to to hit this, this launch maybe. So maybe the price will be lower than what people expect. That'd be great. <laughs> and, and we got people in the chat kind of on both sides of the uh, the fence, you know, saying that, hey, they, they stick with Intel or, or hey, they, they dropped Intel a while ago because the prices were too high. So, yeah. You know what I'd be interested to hear, too? We don't ever see these numbers. I know people sort of point out these anecdotal sales of Ryzen, which have been spectacular at retail. But I'd 
at the end of the day, if you totaled up all the Core i9 9900 slash 9900KSs and you totaled up all the high-end Ryzen 9s, which chip do you think sold more, right? I'd love to see that number. I actually, I think we all think Ryzen sort of like blew away Core i9s, but I think reality might actually indicate that because of Intel's longstanding relationships with a lot of OEMs and a lot yeah. of the system integrators, I actually suspect Core i9 well outsold all Ryzen 9s. Core i9s versus Ryzen 9s. Um, like like you know, including like like pre-builds and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. most of them would be through pre-builds yeah. and I mean, but what, so, what, do you, what do you think for for people who are, are building their own? Well, you know, it's funny because I've been talking to people on Twitter. Somebody was like, well, you know, I've got this Haswell. I've got this Devil's Canyon part. I have a, a 2080 and I want to build a, a something new. You know, what should I do between Core i9 and Ryzen 9? And I said, well, you know what? I would do Ryzen 9 3900X. It's, you get 12 cores. It's a fantastic part. The i9 will outperform it in games um, slightly, you know, to a decent amount in some games. But I just kind of don't like being left in an old socket that's about to get dumped. But then ultimately, I was like, well, you know, you really can't lose with either, to be fair. Um, yep. But my actual advice was like, so he's like, uh, so what should I do? Because you're just confusing me more. I'm like, you know what? You should just, <laughs> you should just wait. There's rumors of a new Intel part. You've got, you know, Ryzen, you know, 4,000 on desktop potentially coming out end of this year. Devil's Canyon is a hell of a part, right? That was a really, really good CPU. And if you can make it through the end of this year, you know, a few months, then, you know, it's probably better than blowing $500 out on a CPU that you suddenly feel like, oh, you know, I, I got the last generation apart and they just came out with this new awesomeness. So that was my advice to that person. I said, if you had to buy, then, you know, Ryzen 3900X would be my front pick. And then I think, you know, but again, you can't, you still really can't lose with either part, especially if it's a gaming box, right? I, not... I think people lose sight of that in the whole, you know, fanboyism of it all. Like, oh, yeah. AMD's beating them, which is great. It's the first time in a long time. Uh, but really, if you're spending... 300 plus dollars 400 500 plus dollars on a, on a graphics processor or a, a chip these days you're getting good stuff like it used to be like a our best cpu article uh it used to be like if you didn't do your homework and pay attention like you would get stuck with a slow ass bulldozer chip and you would be real regretful about it these days you can just go spend your money on whatever and you're gonna get a good part which is which is great right and of course, it always comes down to how you're going to use it too, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're if you're doing 3D models or video editing, or you need that high thread count, hell yes, go for Ryzen, right? There's just no question. If you're a 99% gamer at 1080p, 300 hertz, then yeah, i9 9900KS. It's just there's still some. It's you got to tailor it for what you do. And then of course, you know what? I also don't like to be left out in this socket, which will never get anything new. Then yeah. At least AM4 gets you one more thing, probably. Which so. we we do have a question on that in the the, the comment section. But first, real quick, uh, I want to thank uh, EIK44 gave us 129 Danish krones. Uh, said uh, to Gordon's new computer to her uh, uh, comp to help help you with your your uh, your headphones glitching in and out. Oh. So. <laughs> 
Is it yeah, Crone need... or Croner? I think it's Croner. Croner? I don't know. I I did a quick Google search. That's that's Crone makes me think of some old like lady in the woods that's kind of like tell you to go to some house where you'll get eaten. It's Danish Crone. <laughs> yeah, I I just double checked it. So no. I'm learning all kinds of things about foreign currencies. I know. That's yeah. Funny. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> and it probably only Love translates it. to maybe like five U.S. cents. But just kidding. No, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, no. Somebody earlier in the chat was talking about how the you know uh, in a couple years the 9900K is going to fall apart. You know, with modern games. But I mean, I don't think that's yeah. going to be the case for a while. Uh, I mean, there's still people running old. You know, as somebody in the chat had a uh, would have a 4960K was that or 4690K, uh, whichever part that was. You know, and it's just like. It de- once again it depends on what you're doing and and modern games still i don't think i don't think they're going to go past a 9800k for a while eight cores and 16 threads are going to last you just fine probably. yeah it'd be nice frankly if that ever happened but come on it's just and then again game developers don't make games so they can't sell it to somebody right they make it there's a reason why it runs on old crappy parts they want to sell more copies of that game and i think uh speaking of game developers uh I personally think that these six core chips that we have right now are still going to hold up just fine forever because, you know, 12 threads is fine for gaming. Uh, but if you want to look at it like th- through the the lens of developers make games for consoles because consoles sell a shit ton or a ton. Sorry, Dave, 27 of isolation. Uh, <laughs> uh, the new consoles are rising, but they have eight core 16 threads. So eight core 16 thread 9900K is just going to be just fine forever. Not forever, but for as long as this next console generation is going to be. Uh, yeah, un- until you need to upgrade your PC. You're, yeah. You're not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be the weak link, probably. No. But, uh, yeah. Crazy yeah. times. Uh, we, yeah, well, I mean, we have lots of other questions about other, you know, rumor stuff. Uh, do, do we want to get to, uh, to Q&A, or is there anything else on this Comet Lake-ass stuff? No, I mean, I think it'll just be, it'll be a really good battle again. You know, I think Intel's setting itself up because they know Ryzen 4000 is coming out later this year. They want to at least have something that's competitive with what AMD has. And, you know, both companies are fighting and that has been good for consumers. Don't, don't complain about it. This is better prices, better hardware for everyone. This is what you want. People competing. Yeah, you don't want Intel to wind up in the position where AMD was for 10 years. You want them both out and swinging. So, And I don't think Intel is going to get anywhere near that point anyway. But you don't want it. Cool. Then uh, let's move over to some questions. Uh, you can get your questions in on the live chat. Uh, but if you think of something during the week and, and you want to have a place to hold on to it for the next show, uh, you can get it on the folder Discord. There's a link in the description, uh, you should hop on over there. There's a lot of fun discussion all the time about PC stuff and food stuff. Uh, so yeah, the here's a uh, here's one fresh off of YouTube chat from uh, William Regal. Uh, I went into my BIOS and my 3900X was running a stock voltage of 1.47 volts. Is that too high? Is that the default setting for the BIOS? I would think. I, you want to load defaults and make sure you haven't screwed something up. But if the motherboard vendor is specifying a, a default value, hopefully they did their homework and they're not blowing people's hardware up. So it does sound a little high, but 
unless you manually set it, I can't imagine a motherboard shipping from the factory with the incorrect voltage. So, but definitely try reloading defaults, going in the field and typing auto and making sure you didn't mess it up on your own messing around. Okay, sweet. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Sharp Thunder uh, asked earlier, uh, what do we think about the Zen 3 rumor is that it will have a uh, 10 to 15 IPC increase and will include a single CCX consisting of 8 cores, 32 megabyte of L3 cache. Sorry, it's a little jumble wordy. Brad, me? I, I think it's, you know, I mean, it. people who doubted AMD on its IPC claims all along. You know, I was skeptical at first. They've proven to meet what they've been saying. So if it's true, yeah, I can't see why not, right? I mean, there's there's more to be gained in, in Zen. It never has been. It always has been somewhat of, uh, you know, a, a diff- not to design they hope from, from the beginning. So I can see Zen 3 being a pretty massive boost. Until we start seeing each generation stop being a massive boost, I don't think there's any reason to think that that's, it's going to stop. So I agree 100%. <laughs> okay. And and more on uh, on the Ryzen talk, uh, SPXL asked, uh, how many Ryzen generations do you think we will get? They said AM4 will be supported until 2020. So I wonder will uh, what AMD will come out after Ryzen. Oh, I think... They're asking if they're going to continue the Ryzen name, or do you think they're just going to bump it to to AM5? Yeah, it'll it'll Ryzen will will Ryzen will move over to AM5 if that's even what it's going to be called. Who knows? But you know, I imagine the Ryzen brand is so strong right now for AMD. Why in the world would you dump it? Um, companies spend a ton of money supporting and building up these these brands as they call them so that people recognize it it'd be insane for them to to dump it unless there have been even when they're told you got to dump this because this is just a dog like intel bulldozer. with adam would not right bulldozer adam it's well, a great bulldozer wasn't bulldozer the, great but i mean there was a point where you know athlon became sort of not great and you know and and it's just even adam which was i remember everybody was like oh my god you've got to dump this adam branding it's terrible we just wanted to dump the Atom chips. Yeah. No, I'm joking. No, I mean, think about like Pentium, what used to be like like tier one premium brand. Mm-hmm. Now it's like what goes into a, a budget $200 laptop, right? So, yep. and AMD has done that with Athlon over the year. And, you know, Athlon is a budget brand. That used to be it. That was their, their big brand. And until Ryzen sort of falls off and the, the, the leading edge, I, I can't imagine that happening. But yeah, I will. I can imagine, you know, ten years from now, going out and buying a, a three hundred dollar laptop and it having a, an entry level Ryzen chip in it that you're that like, oh, it's me, a Ryzen. Oh, that would make me sad. But you know, but that, we're there with Athlon, we're there with Pentium, you know. So it's it's entirely plausible. But you know, if maybe maybe it never happens too because. The Ryzen just continues being awesome for another 10 years. It depends on how long the brand lasts. I'm real curious to see if whenever <clears throat> Intel does make its huge, you know, it's Conroe, the next Conroe, the answer to AMD's Ryzen, uh, if they stick with core processors and just keep 
notching up the the core ca- the generation count like we were talking about earlier, or if they use that opportunity to rebrand their own chips because it's going to have the Z graphics in there. It's going to be a whenever that happens, it's going to be you know a new base architecture. So we'll see. I yeah, I mean it is entirely. I I can't imagine Intel doing that at this point because there's so much money wrapped up in core. Yeah. I think they'd have to figure out a different way to to brand it but still keep core cuz I mean we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, Core i7 is like everybody wants to buy Core i7 no matter what, you know, because it's so well recognized. I don't think it'll happen. But at the same time, you know, like as as I said, Pentium used to be like, "Oh my god, you got to have a Pentium, right?" And then Pentium 4 was like, "Oh my god." Right? And then finally they said with the Pentium branding had been so sullied and beaten so bloody by AMD at that point, they actually came out with Core. And Core has been a tremendous hit for 12 years now or so. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what would they do though? What What do you do? What do you, I don't know what they'd call it. I don't know. I'm horrible at coming up with stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, our marketers are <laughs> yeah yeah we're none of us are marketers uh we got uh five dollars from matthew lang i appreciate that uh and is asking us uh, aside from computers what is your other favorite hobbies slash hobbies slash hobby hobbies slash hobbies oh i'm out of it brad go first okay i like <laughs> playing video games uh obviously i you know I'm the video game section for a reason uh I also like going outside, taking walks. I like being in nature. I like, you know, hanging out and playing Cards Against Humanity with friends. Just typical ass stuff. <laughs> I like playing around with Raspberry Pis, but that's kind of a computer thing too. I like I like geeky things in general. And I also like being outside. Yeah, wow. that's pretty good. <laughs> that's better than my answer, Brad. World of Warships? <laughs> well, I, I haven't even been playing a lot lately, but... Um... I, I like to say I have uh, two kids and a family, so, you know, I don't have any hobbies. So, no, but I do. I I, uh, I, I have invested a lot. I have a crap load of Canon gear. I just bought a new um, DSLR, a uh, 5D Mark IV. So, definitely photography is up there, video games. But um, most of the time, it's being Uber for for kids. Of course, that's not happening these days. And just going from family event to family event to family event. So that's that's married life with kids. Nice. Elena? Um, well, I don't know if you call it a hobby, but as you can tell, and I apologize, I keep popping off camera. It's because uh, my cat, as you might have been able to hear a moment ago, is very restless today. And so <laughs> tending to him, I don't know if I would call it a hobby, but tending to him is definitely a thing I do. Full-time job <laughs> slash hobby. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Video games. I like going hiking. Um, probably not by like people's like hardcore definition of hiking, but you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Some uh, elevation changes are good. Um, I go dancing. I don't know. I'm pretty boring. I just do nerdy stuff. <laughs> I like to restore old hardware. Like I used for a while. I, I was going through my stuff because I've had to like make room for this uh, setup, you know, to stream at home, and I have. I have all these iPod minis that I was going to convert from like the micro hard, uh, hard disk drive to a compact flash. 
um, drive instead because I really liked having a physical like click wheel type thing for my car. And now that my phone kind of works, I just I stopped using it. So now I have like two or three of these extra things lying around that I was tinkering with. So I have a lot of things like that lying around my house. That was the perfect timing for your cat to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's very cute in the background. We had somebody in the chat be like, oh, I, I couldn't tell if it was my cat or, or Elena's cat. Oh, it's, he's, he's, he's chatting right now. So while, while Adam's speaking, I'm going to disappear for a second and uh, see if I can uh, get him to stop talking so much. Uh, yeah, you know, of course, video games for me, uh, photography is is a huge one. You know, I, I, I always find myself taking photos of, of some kind. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people asking me about the, the plants, uh, in, in my place, actually, uh, my wife, Lindsay is, has, has the real big green thumb, but I enjoy having a lot of plants around me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, one thing I forgot to mention that I want to mention just cause I think it's important is I hate going to movies and stuff. I don't watch a lot of movies, but I love going to local plays and mm. shows and stuff like that. It's super cool. Support your local arts folks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love going to movies. We do go to a lot of movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. Movies. Good stuff. Uh, back to some uh, more tech questions. Uh, Cause MC over on Discord asked, uh, do we have any comments uh, on Google giving away two months of Stadia Pro to everyone with a Gmail account? Which I, I can't confirm. I have not seen that anywhere, but. No, it was I... announced this morning. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. It's something crossed our, um, you know, our Slack channel, I think, about uh, the whole Stadia thing. Would you recommend it? I mean, if it's free and you want to try it for two months, it doesn't hurt, right? Well, but it, just... is, is it actually free? Like, because you still have to buy the games or they're just saying uh, the, the Stadia Pro account comes with some freebies included in oh. it, like Destiny and a couple of Thumper, I think. I mean... I think it's probably a com- my opinion is that I think it's a combination of, you know, a lot of companies being really generous in this time of all of us sheltering at home and offering extra freebies to keep people, um, you know, ha- giving them incentive to stay at home, that there's no reason for them to leave. Uh, but I also think it's a really good way for them to get some um, uh, marketing out there because no one's really, I think, care too much about what they've been offering. So it could be one of those things where you like you let people try it and they they like it, or it could be like all those years at E3 where um, I'm not going to see the name on air, but that energy drink maker would just like have people giving away tons and tons of bottles of this energy drink that no one cared about otherwise. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's genius. I agree. It's good. It's win win for everybody. I mean, it's good for Google to get out there. It's great for people who are stuck at home who can now play Destiny Two even if they don't have a gaming laptop. So. Good. Although they finally I, got the price right. <laughs> <laughs> it may say something about how well the service is going that they have the capacity to just give it away for two months, you know? Yeah. For everybody. I mean or I mean yeah, I I, I said a very contra- What do you mean? Like that it's going so badly that they they need to get people on board. Well, that's what I mean. Oh, it's just okay. Like, I thought that you were saying like, you, oh, it's so good. They're like, you know, hey, you know, we can afford to do this. It's going so well. You know, the best way to get your people excited about your restaurant is to have a line. There probably was no line in front of the Google Stadia restaurant. So this could be a way to get people like, oh, yeah. come in free for your free bagel. And then people stand in line for the free bagel. Then other people go like, oh, I'm going to stand in line because they're standing in line. Of course, yeah. not these days. 
I do think it's interesting they're tying it to a Gmail account. Like you have to have a Gmail account. Well, you'd have to have it anyway, though, right? So, also, who doesn't I mean, have a Gmail account? I know. I'm just it's saying, like, though, like you know, anybody who breathes air can get one. <laughs> I'm just saying though that it just seems kind of arbitrary, yeah. and it almost seems like you're trying to hook them into an ecosystem that they are probably already aware of or don't want to be part of because so many people already have a Gmail account. So I don't know. To me, I'm surprised it's not just a Google account. Yeah. It's just a, it's a small detail that I thought was interesting. Yeah, no, no, that's that is weird that they would call that out, right? It just simply say you have to have a Google account. But I kind of wonder though if if the service, of course, you know, before all this stuff happened, it felt like you know Google Stadia was like, oh, this is a failure. You know, we're just waiting to hit the floor, right? And I kind of wonder if though maybe things have changed. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, figures for streaming services from NVIDIA, from Google, you know, as more and more people are simply shut in and they don't have access to, you know, a gaming PC or a game console, I wonder if these services are more popular now. For what's worth, I personally feel that GeForce Now from NVIDIA is still the better option, even the free tier for most people, yeah. because the games that you bring, you have to bring your own games to it from the Epic Store, from you play from Steam, but those are your games no matter what. You can play them online or offline. You can play them. If you have a gaming PC, you can play them on there. Epic Store gives away free games every week. Uh, you find free games on Steam all the time, cheap games. So I think it's just better. Personally, I, I still prefer GeForce now. But it's worth pointing out, even if you do this two-month Stadia Pro offer and you get those two free months, that, that, that includes several free games. If you decide not to subscribe to Stadia Pro, you're not going to be able to play those games anymore. That being said, if you do buy games through Stadia that are not part of Stadia Pro, you'll still be able to continue to play those as time goes on. So, so Brad, I, I still prefer GeForce now. So, Brad, you're saying that like whatever save file you accumulate, you just lose it then? I don't know those details. I haven't mm-hmm. looked that deep. I just know Stadia Pro, the free games, it's like PlayStation Plus, like we were talking about yesterday. Oh, okay. Got like it. it's tied to you're playing these games because you have a PlayStation uh Google Stadia Pro account. But if you buy the games, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is on there, if you decide to spend 60 bucks to, to buy the Stadia version, you can keep playing that even if you decide not to subscribe to Stadia. Mm. But there definitely is no way to say, hey, I'm going to download the save file and just pick it up somewhere else. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, we just got $5 from Brian Finkel. Thank you. It says, uh, I know somebody that still uses AOL and not just the website, the program. It exists. Oh, there's people still using it. Yeah, Crazy. they actually, uh, it's always wild. You see it like once a year pop up news stories every now and again. This many people still subscribe to AOL or, you know, whatever, Earthlink dial-up service. Like it, it winds up being like $500 million or something, like some ridiculous amount of money. Just people never look at their credit card statements and canceled it. <laughs> yeah. The- I'm just, people still use dial-up? I think there are still some parts of the country where it's very difficult to get broadband. It's a, it's a real problem. There's parts in my town where you can't get cable internet service. I'm not sure about DSL. Uh, There's parts in my town. uh, Stephen Events said, uh, I social distance on ICQ. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Anyway, um, we've got a question from a friend of the show, VC Jester. Uh, If rumors are true that Asus is going to use liquid metal, uh, in their 10th gen series laptops, what type of warranty nightmare are they going to create for themselves since liquid metal needs to be replaced frequently? 
Uh, I don't know about that. I do know that they have already been using liquid metal. They use it in their crazy mothership design. That was that, it looked like a huge surface, but, you know, with the real graphics card inside of it. They did say they did a lot of engineering to make sure, you know, the main issue is that it doesn't flow off the chip and blow up the motherboard. So I imagine they have figured out a way to seal it in to keep it from hopefully, you know, flowing off and also from, uh, you know, having to send the, the laptop back and having to, to repaste it again. I, I would imagine they, they don't want to get into that, that situation. They're not going to ship something where you have to send it in for service every 12 months. So I, I don't think that's an issue with it. If, if they're actually going to sell that product. Yeah. And, uh, what was it? The, the Asus, um, what was the one with a little screen on it? That one also had liquid metal or I'm sorry, it wasn't, it was HP. Yeah. The HP Omens, uh, dual XS that also had liquid metal as well. So they're, all the indications are from these companies that they're saying, yeah, it's just, it just works better. But, you know, as we all know, but, and they're not saying you need maintenance issues. And again, you would hope that their engineers know what they're doing. So it's not a product they're going to, that you will be forced for them to, to service every 12 months. Yeah. I so. mean, that, that's a liability. Like they would never approve of a laptop getting made that said like, ah, you know, there's a chance we might have to service this uh in a couple of years like they, they wouldn't knowingly go into that right well you would hope not clearly there have been many many products that have had terrible flaws with them made that engineers did not spot before but you would think this is pretty well known and and they're not going to sell a product like that so i don't i don't think it'll be an issue okay uh, we have a uh, kind of a, a random question uh, from uh, somebody new on Discord. Code Twitch uh, is asking, do you know why I'm crashing when I play Fortnite? My CPU is not hot. My GPU is not hot, but my computer sounds like a jet. They have a 980 Ti and an i7-9700K. Do I need to upgrade or what am I supposed to do? Uh, you know, obviously it's it's hard without getting into more specifics. But what do you guys do is like just a basic, hey, let's troubleshoot some stuff, uh, you know, to, to get into problems like this. Is, is it an older build or probably not that old? I, I like for me, typically but, oh, I'll start. Parts. Yeah, not, no. You don't need to upgrade. Yeah. Just no. before Gordon gets in, I'm just going to say you don't need to upgrade. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, no, that's. I would think that you have... and a 9700K. No, those, are, those should be more than fine for Fortnite. Yeah, so the, the like sort of the for me that it always starts with RAM always fails a lot more than you would expect it to. So RAM failures often lead to issues. I'm going to imagine that if we're going from a situation where it always worked fine and then suddenly it didn't work, then um so at one point it worked, so the components that often in my book that fail or memory is often an issue. Uh, borderline power supplies are always an issue. If you're like me and you buy the cheapest power supply, uh, on, in a build, then, you know, it's possible that power supply may have just simply gone to its end. Also, classic issue is, um, uh, you said no, not you're overheating, but that is also very much, uh, often a problem. So I would, especially in your build 9700K, 1080Ti, say like it's been running 14 months. 18 months in a case and you never look inside, it may just be filled with dirt. I mean, dust, right? So a lot of, uh, if you have live in a dusty environment, it just simply could be dust 
on the yep. uh, that's filling up. So definitely look at cooling. You know, thermal paste maybe it was just a sub. You did a lousy job when you originally installed the the cooling system, and maybe the thermal paste is just kind of like you know essentially evaporated off. And then another thing to look at is often motherboards go bad. So, um, and I also have heard chatter that you know CPUs aren't Intel CPUs. I've heard from a vendor have actually there was this point where they were failing a little more than than before. So um, it's possible, but I would think RAM typically. You know, uh, power supply, dust, you know, usually cooling. And then maybe then you start looking at the components that rarely fail, but do is GPU and, and CPU. But if it, go ahead. I don't want to monopolize if, this. Oh, if, I was going to ask real quick, though. Like, did they say at all if it's only when they play Fortnite or is it that they installed Fortnite, they started playing and now it happens all the time in like applications they're using? Because for me, if it's only Fortnite, then I would actually also think that software could be an issue as well. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they didn't uh, specify, but I, I think you know they their PC is mainly used for Fortnite. Is is what I gathered, mm. uh, or or I that would... or that it only happens when they're playing Fortnite. Do you want to go ahead, Lynn? No, that's basically what I was just going to interject oh. with. Yeah, that was making me think that too. Uh, I'm assuming you know what you're talking about and you actually have checked and made sure you're not overheating. Cause that's where my first gut reaction would go with that. But if you're checking it and you're not, then I think you wouldn't have to worry about the thermal paste and all the stuff Gordon was talking about, because if that was an issue, you would see the temperature spikes uh, to me. Uh, what I would do first, if I was in your situation, it's only an issue in Fortnite. is I would completely reinstall my graphics card drivers. I actually have a guide on PC world, how to, and use a clean install your graphics card drivers. Check that out. I would also completely reinstall Fortnite itself and see if that makes a difference. If it was running fine before and it just started suddenly acting weird, you might also, you can go on NVIDIA's website and find older versions of your drivers. Maybe it's a driver issue and try installing, you know, a version of the drivers from either AMD or NVIDIA. Oh, you have a from NVIDIA. Yeah. Uh, and try an older driver to see if maybe it's a driver issue because it kind of seems like software to me. Uh, and if those don't work, all that is covered in that article, how to you know, use a clean install to fix your graphics card driver. You search for it on PC World, you'll find it. Uh, my immediate head was going to RAM like Gordon was saying. I would also try running. There's a free program called Mentest64 where it'll just check all, check the health of your RAM. I would, if if reinstalling all the software doesn't help, I would try running. Yeah. I'll, also, I'll, I'll say, you know, uh, uh, if you have any, so if you've tried to push any overclock, maybe run it at its default values. You know, I, I know I've, I've run into that before where I've even overclocked a little bit, just, you know, maybe like some sort of stock little overclock, but then the, I'm just getting blue screens or something. So usually defaulting back is, is a good way to just be like, eh, let's even everything out. Yeah. And one other thing is Fortnite's a pretty light duty game, right? So it's really weird, but games that are very low in graphics, uh, very light duty graphics loads actually sometimes use more power than games that are yeah, more intense. So um, it's possible, like if you have just a super cheap power supply that's right on the border, you're just drawing too much power from it again. So you may want to see if I just just a crazy idea, but go on a Fortnite and see if you can can you limit frame rates or turn on VSync because 
if you're running, you know, 600 frames a second, you're using a ton of power and you don't really need it. Um, I don't think it's right. So see if you can turn on VSync and limit the frame rates and see if that's, if it stops crashing, then I would think, well, maybe you're just overdrawing that cheap power supply. Well, and also, if you've done any maintenance and you've gone into the machine recently, maybe you knocked a wire loose or something and just that kind of stuff. Yeah, that well, power supply thing is very true. Also, I the agree 100% with that. Specifically in Fortnite, people are saying in chat that uh, it struggles with DX12 so that you that you should try running DX11. Uh, is, is what uh, it seems to be more stable for them. So. All right, cool. Uh, we have uh, we have one from uh, Finky over on Discord. Um, what do you see the price point for these new desktop Intel CPUs compared to Ryzen four thousand? We, we obviously talked about this earlier, uh, but just to reiterate, uh, will they have to drop prices more to compete with Ryzen, as they've been on this nanometer for some time? Ryzen three thousand series to drop to current twenty two thousand series prices. Do you think it'll shift that way as well? Wait, is that two questions or two questions? Yeah, okay. Intel. What? How will they price it? Second one is: Will Ryzen three thousand drop? Ryzen three thousand is already dropping. Uh, you can find them on sale. The thirty nine hundred or thirty nine hundred X was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, four hundred and twenty bucks the other day. So eighty bucks off, something like that. So AMD prices are going on sale already. Yeah, thirty seven hundred X went on like a modest sale. I think yesterday it was like two hundred ninety bucks. Um, I mean, I feel like the question about Ryzen is more of a question like they're saying that in response to Intel, do do we think that Ryzen 3000 will drop? And I think the answer is um, if the trend continues from previous years, very likely, yes. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of supply chain and how the pandemic's influencing all that. Like it might not be as dramatic a drop as previous years, but I think that AMD will probably stick to their playbook. Um, Which is when the it. when the four thousand parts come out, they 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 mm-hmm. cut it to. They're just like, yeah, four thousand's out. Everything else must go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine when four thousand comes out if it's awesomeness, but still like, wow, I I can get sixteen core thirty nine fifty X for three hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, that would be insane. That's that this dude's plan. Like, That's my plan. <laughs> That's everybody's go, plan, right? You're gonna upgrade from your eighteen hundred X to. Uh, or 950X, uh, I'll probably go uh, for the just... A core. Okay. Yeah, I just can't imagine that world. It's just like it just seems crazy. I, I would think that Intel is going to have to price based again, as we've said, on well, how many they can really sell. Ideally, I think, I think for it to be a competitive part, I think it has to be four. It has to be about four hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know if that's realistic for it or not. It may be five hundred, just because. That's just the world that they're living with in their capacity right now. But I think if you had 10 cores at super high clocks, you could make an argument that 430, 440, 450 is like, you know what? You're playing games. That's all you're doing. We give you better clocks, you know, and the performance is going to be better in games. Do you really need 12 cores? You know, well, the thing is, though, didn't you say earlier that you thought it might be 550? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's just because I think the su- the supply constraints. Mm. Intel, I mean, ninety nine hundred K, ninety nine hundred KS were not, and for performance, they weren't uncompetitive. Their price made them uncompetitive because, like, why in the world would you pay five fifty when you're getting you know 
more cores out of AMD. But if you took a 9900KS and you sold it for, you know, $390, that is like, that's, that's a very different equation, right? You're like, oh. So, I mean, I think people like, oh, these are just terrible parts. Not terrible parts necessarily. The pricing made them not competitive. So most, for the most part, why would you, even for a gamer, it was like, you know what, you probably want the 12 cores. It really wasn't worth it. So I, I think if they really, in a perfect world, they could price these parts, you know, $400 would be like, oh, okay, you know, that's that actually competitive. Good. Right? I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think yeah, we'll be lucky to see it at 500 Because not, right. not only do they want to maintain their pricing, because Intel makes a lot of money. Like we were saying earlier, all these Core i9 chips with what they sell to vendors and stuff, uh, they probably outsold Ryzen, even though Ryzen's looking pretty good for DIY desktops. They're going to want to keep making that money. And unlike Ryzen, uh, these are all one big chip. So they cost more. Right. So, I mean, I think they're not going to be under 500 bucks. Yeah. Like I was going to say to the point about the 14 nanometer, I don't think Intel's going to let that affect how they market these at all because they're basically going to say like well we've given you these high clocks like yep. what does it matter what process it's on we're still yep. giving you more than the competition yeah no i agree but you know they did cut that 18 core price in half too so of course they had to because third Ripper was just yeah deadly deadly it would have been pointless to sell it otherwise but still that was a massive price shift that a lot of people didn't expect out of intel I think so. Yeah. It's entirely possible, you know, maybe their 10 nanometer stuff is coming online. They're moving to seven or five or whatever it is. And they're just like, let's start. We're going to get back into this. We're going to go to price war. You know what? 99, well, 10, 900 K, even it, if you made it $400, that's, you really got to weigh that over a, a 3,900 X, right? You want I mean, that would be a power course. move by Intel, but I don't. I don't think we've seen in the consumer side their willingness to budge the way they did in the uh, high-end desktop space. Yeah, no, not yet. And you know, I, the problem nine hundred K where they can never do that is they couldn't make enough of them to sell anyway. They didn't have enough just to sell, so there was no point in cutting the price. So, if, if this core, comes, ten core is just going to exacerbate that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't know. Okay, uh, we got two more serious questions and then uh, two fun ones. Uh, the end just asked in YouTube: uh, Will the thirty eighty Ti or whatever it's going to be finally saturate PCIe three? What do you think? Um, n- no, but it'll be a PCIe four card. I'll agree with that. <laughs> I think it's going to come damn close though. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But, yeah, it's going to be PCIe 4. There's no reason I, not to make it PCIe 4 at this point. But, I'm like, just not sure like, at all. Like you require PCIe 4 to use it? No, it would be oh. like uh, the 5700 series are PCIe 4, but they'll also run in PCIe 3. It's backwards compatible. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, and I don't, but I just don't think when you mean saturate it, sure, you could find workloads. You could do that even with PCI 3 to PCI 2. There were some synthetic tests that really could saturate the bus. Did that ever happen in a game that shipped the consumers or anything that anybody did? Most people? No. You know I mean? People ran PCI 3 cards and PCI Gen 2, Sandy Bridge 
2600Ks forever and they were fine. So I don't think so. I don't think, again, game developers generally don't want to make things that they can't sell to people. So. Okay. Just got another good one in. So sorry. Good questions. They, they keep piling in. Uh, Kusaka is asking, uh, with the huge improvements on the new AMD mobile chips, uh, do you think they will improve Vega on desktop chips? 1440p on Vega soon, maybe? Say that again? Uh, do you think they'll continue to improve Vega on the desktop chips? Uh, Vega's obsolete in graphics cards. Uh, it's currently at Navi, which is going to be Radeon, you know, whatever the next gen is, RDNA 2 is Navi-based, so Vega, Vega's done for. Uh, I would like to see Vega in desktop chips, to be honest, because as is, Ryzen chips don't have integrated graphics whatsoever, but they can't improve what's not there right now. So, Well, did they mean like an APUs? Because those do oh, use Vega. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 So clearly, they, yeah, go ahead. Duh. Again, day 27 of isolation. Or <laughs> I know. We're all kind of feeling it this week suddenly. <laughs> Once, I mean, the APUs are always, they get the last pickings. They're always last gen uh, CPU cores. And whatever GPU cores are pretty much available for a decent price. So I would think that if they start pumping out enough of these new look Vegas, uh, there's a decent chance that it could show up at next gen APUs. But we might also see him just jump to Navi for the power improvements as well. So I'm actually kind of hoping for that Push. second scenario yeah. personally. Yeah, but you know it's unlikely because APU market. Well, technically they're not APUs; they're all CPUs now, folks. Um, but that's the official guidance from AMD. Um, even people at AMD have not heard that guidance for some reason. But I think you know APU low end market is typically. You know, you get the leftovers. They're not going to put in leading edge stuff so people can then want it for $25. So yeah, you know, the, those Ryzen 4000 APUs are probably going to on desktop will be, you know, basically those, you know, previous gen parts. Thing is, they'll though, still, they'll be better than what they are now and they're oh, yeah. kick ass for yeah. what they are. The thing yeah. is, though, I don't, wouldn't want to see, I wouldn't want to go to 1440p, honestly. Like, what's the point of going to 1440p and it's just kind of like, low frame rates, not really, you know, high graphics settings. Like I'd rather get like a really solid 1080p experience even. If you're They're not going to talk- do that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that's all right. <laughs> I mean, like 1440p is a huge jump already, like a gigantic leap, right? So I think the more realistic stretch goal would be to get like a solid 1080p experience out of those. those Vegas I don't. An APU. Now so- that I can fully wrap my brain around the question. I don't think that's actually going to happen because remember, they want to sell you graphics cards too. They can't sell you a $200 graphics card for great 1080p gaming if a $100 CPU has it. I think their goal is always going to be decent, low to mid-range 1080p gaming or high-end 720p gaming. That's just always where they're going to kind of target that part for what Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense why you would use a $100 you know, CPU with a 1440p panel it's just like an odd mix so and then there are just simply physical limitations cranking all that power and heat out of a little tiny socket versus a discrete card so it just no it's it's not it's not a goal of them i don't know why my brain farted so hard on that question but it farted okay. real hard it's a team effort everybody it's team effort well we started early so it's hard to wake up for me anyway so i'm uh, still yeah. asleep. 
Sorry. Uh, so one more serious question, then a couple fun ones. Uh, this one comes in from Nate. I just want to read the first line and bask in it for a second. Uh, if I wanted to, sp- uh, if I wanted to spend about 150 to 180 dollars to improve my audio, uh, the audio on my gaming PC, what should I buy? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you definitely <laughs> should. Uh, that is. Thank you. Someone after your own heart, Adam. I I really... You found your people. I did. I did. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I want to help lead them down the path of better audio. Uh, And and the fact that you're willing to spend that that much money is is great because that's that's not a bad experience. But they're specifically asking, uh, should I buy the Creative uh, SXFI amp? Uh, Two, a dedicated sound card. Or three, a new headset, maybe the Creative uh, Air-C headset, or four, uh, something else. They currently run motherboard audio with a Logitech G933 headset, uh, which I've never used, so I don't know specifically. Uh, And then the follow-up question is, uh, uh, why does the SXFI amp cost more than the SXFI Air-C headset that has the uh, built-in chip? It seems a little weird. And... uh, Creatives doing a lot of uh, sales going on right now, so uh, this is one of the only times that I broke protocol, uh, and I actually answered uh, immediately in the uh, <laughs> in the Discord. Oh, it was this question. It was this okay. question, yeah, because it, it was on sale. I don't know if they're having the sale anymore, so I, I wanted to just give them a quick piece of information. Um, first off, yes, you should upgrade audio. Uh, secondly, you know. For me, I know what I recommend, but I, I kind of want to hear what, what Gordon thinks. Uh, do you think they should get a sound card? Do you think they should get a, a headset with you know with better audio? Uh, what, what, do, what do you think, Gordon, before I get into mine? Well, I'm old school, so I would say um, do a sound card and analog audio. Right now, you're not actually running motherboard audio. You're running um, a Logitech wireless headset. I just looked it up. It it has a USB, you know, DAC. It's wireless, so with a transmitter on oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So they're not using. My yeah. So audio. you're you're essentially bypassing your uh, onboard motherboard audio by using that that USB, you know, audio converter that then broadcasts it wirelessly to your wirelessly to your headset. So it's actually not as bad as probably running analog through the front panel connector of a motherboard. So it's it's not too terrible. I, you know, I, I do like sound cards and I do like analog corded audio. I think it's sort of like the best for PC gaming, but I, I do see the argument for that external, um, external DAC, but essentially what you're getting from the external sound blaster, uh, external sound blaster, not the internal card is probably, it'll be better than what you're getting out of wireless audio. But you know, I think it's sort of the weird way PC audio is these days. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily going to change your life in gaming. It probably is still going to sound better. But you know, going to corded is, in my opinion, generally better than than wireless anyway. So yeah, I mean, there, there's think, there's two pieces of this. There's there's upgrading the actual audio quality. You know, with motherboard audio being you know kind of the the lowest end, you, you can kind of step up to. To different solutions, uh, but obviously, you know, spending more in a deck. I mean, there's there's people who were talking about this in Discord who were, you know, running amplifiers, you know, like with really high ohm headsets and stuff. Which 
I love, but you know, that that's starting to get into to the weeds too much. So, you know, there's upgrading the audio experience, which it sounds like it's not that bad. But the second part of it is, uh, at least for me, the uh, Super XY technology, like I've said this before, I'll say it again, I can't game without using Super XY. Like now that I've had it, I, and anytime I game, like I am 100% using it. So there's different ways to do that. And I think creative has had a hard time kind of marketing, like which is which and, and the price points and stuff. Cause you're right. The, the little amp, the little dongle USB-C dongle is, is more expensive than like the, the headphones that, that have it built in. Uh, I, I did answer that uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, actually the, the, the amp is so small and they've packed so much circuitry in there that uh it's the cost as a matter of just making it so tiny and small uh but also the the uh headset has has a different chip than what is in the amp uh to process that sound so i mean they're they're kind of all over the place with that stuff specifically the the uh the air c or the variant this is the super x5 theater that, that i'm using uh it's it's nice if you want uh, I, I would recommend the theater over the C because the C uh, is Bluetooth based. This is 2.4 gig. So if you're, you're gaming, you definitely want the, the latency on the, the, the uh, 2.4 gig, but the, the super X Y stuff. I mean, if, if you're looking to do both to upgrade the audio quality, uh, have all the, the options to go with headphones or with speakers and to get super X Y. I mean, my pick my pick is the the Sound Blaster X3. Uh, I I still need to write up a formal review of that. I'm I'm still working on it, but like this this is I think is is the best of all worlds. It, it's it's uh, USB C based, but it has uh, uh, outputs for speakers. It has inputs for microphones. It it can push uh, really high ohm uh, uh, head headphones, and the price is not bad for this. I, and I think it was on sale during their sale if it's still going on for like 140. So for me, this is the best of all worlds. But if you're looking to just have, uh, you know, uh, a headphone solution with it all built in, I, I would recommend the, the Super X5 Theater. They're not the most comfortable headphones. I, you know, I, I struggle with them there, but it's, you know, you're at least getting that Super X5 stuff kind of built in. So yeah, I, uh, you know, and some I, I can see somebody real quick uh, asking me on on YouTube about uh, uh, sound cards, uh, like built-in sound cards. I've personally had problems with either my power supplies or my GPUs introducing uh, noise in from the motherboard. So I maybe that's a specific thing to me, and I've had problems with that. But I personally like uh, having having outboard decks uh, rather than PCI-based ones. Uh, and somebody's also asking me if I tried out that new EVGA new audio. Uh, I actually have it in my work PC right now. That's uh, that's what I've used until I got the the X3, um, and it's it's not bad. I I've I've had one specific problem where they don't have a dedicated amp for the speakers and the headset, so it's tied to both. So if I want to switch between speakers and headset, I have to like go in and, and mute one. And if I change the audio, it changes the audio for both and unmutes the speakers. It's the audio is really good out of that card, but I, I specifically the way I used it, I, I didn't really appreciate uh, appreciate it as much. So can I hop in with a quick thought? Yeah, please. I can't speak to audio quality anywhere near as much as Gordon or Adam. 
they test a lot more than me, and they care a lot more than I do about it, to be frank. Uh, but I was just looking over the prices of everything in your personal situation. Uh, considering the fact that you have 150 to $200, and the headset that you already have is USB and not analog already. Which I didn't realize. I, I didn't look it up, so... I would definitely, with, with your budget and what you already have, I would definitely, personally, if I was in your shoes, I would go with that Creative X5 Theater that Adam was recommending, because otherwise you're going to buy a sound card for $100 plus and then only have 40 to $100 to spend on another set of headphones. Uh, I think if that's your budget and that's what you got, uh, I, I would recommend the SX, the theater headset. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because once again, the difference between the AirC and the theater is uh, AirC works over Bluetooth, and it's meant more for phones uh, and and laptops. Where the Super X5 theater is actually designed for home theater stuff, but on the PC because it's it's two point four gig. That's that's obviously my my preferred method on that. So I'm uh, looking at this and kind of like, mm, is that something I want to spend my stimulus check on? That looks pretty pretty excellent, actually. That theater headset. Yeah, actually, and and this is, I mean, this would have been good timing for this question, but uh, I did ask Creative, uh, you know, because one of the problems with audio is that you have to, it's not like graphics cards, you can't just look at it and be like, oh, wow, okay, I can see I'm getting more frames or I'm getting more polygons. Audio, you have to experience it. So I actually did uh, ask Creative to send over some uh, some giveaway stuff. So I actually have two of these and I think two of these to give away. Uh, unfortunately, it's stuck at the office right now, and we can't go into the office. So uh, look for that, you know, l- later. I, I, I'm excited to get that that out there because. Uh, also, unfortunately, I can't sign up. For that, you can't so. sign up for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm actually excited for it, that we saw at CES that sound related mm-hmm. was that sound bar. I can't remember the name of it. Oh no! Do you remember that sound bar we saw, which is like, wow, it really blows you away, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was an awesome soundbar. I just have a real generic soundbar uh, going right now, but that's uh, yeah, they uh, was it the stage air? No, it wasn't that. Oh, I, I can't man. remember what it was. Yeah, it probably hasn't I, released unfortunately because of the timing. Yeah, and stuff. probably not. I I know they were they were hoping to get review units out like soon after, and I'm sure everything's kind of up in the air now, but. That soundbar was just, it basically took what their carrier, which is several thousand dollars and, and gave you a lot of the positional features into, I think about a thousand dollar soundbar or sub, sub thousand. I thought it was like, but it's just amazing. It's just like if you, I mean, the positional was just a soundbar was just really, really very impressive. Very impressive. Oh, okay. It was the creative SXFI carrier. Uh, yes. That's but what this it was. Is a small, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. The carrier was the original one. This is the the updated one that we saw. Uh, it still just says that it's it's coming out soon. So it's and lower cost. I think was the was the whole idea. It was actually a lot more affordable because the carrier was like five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is definitely. I thought it was sub sub one k, but I was blown away by the positional because it really just in a room. Obviously, it's probably they modeled it very carefully, but it was just a terrible CES room and you could hear the positional behind you clearly and just like it was just blew me away from what i've I've ever heard from a soundbar so yeah it was nice uh so uh yes if and if you ever have audio questions i'd love to talk about it all day <laughs> twitter adam p murray uh or uh discord or email whatever um 
but yeah, I can't talk about audio all day, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> because we do have to go. But we have a couple uh, fun questions. Uh, the first one's from Chase Olson. Uh, what is your favorite older game to play? Uh, like something that's really memorable or you'd like to just go back to and, and, and feel good about hopping into? Super Metroid. <laughs> it's not even hard. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it's a strong pick. I like old school Tetris. I like old school Doom. I'm glad that those are coming back a bunch. A lot of remakes of that, so it's a lot easier to play. I like. Uh, I'm real excited to play the remake of the old Blade Runner game from Westward World World Wild Westwood. I forget Westworld. I'm oh, no, they're Westwood. they're remaking that Westwood. That's right. I'm looking forward to that. I love all those old, you know, early like Sam and Max era like adventure games. Uh, I love those. I think the art style holds up good, and I don't mind replaying them. Does Battlefield 3 count? I don't know if that counts as old enough, but I was actually thinking sure. about it's reinstalling old, it's, that. It's ancient for somebody. That's for sure. It's pretty ancient. It is pretty ancient. I was thinking about installing that and playing that. Wait, why specific days. 3, though? Why, why not, not 1942 well, or something? Well, Battlefield 4 is pretty good. You know, if I could go back... I mean, I loved Battlefield, the original Battlefield, but... Uh, 42 but i if i could go back and play the one that um that would still work would be battlefield 2 because battlefield 2 is sort of the height of the franchise for me with the commander mode and i mean it's just before things got you know sort of this sort of call of duty eyes i guess in a way it was just just a better game i think battlefield 2 and the audio was awesome old games that i i still like to play does csgo still count <laughs> no, just. <laughs> I mean, it, hey, it's old. To I'm making a joke. It's oh. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adam? Uh, you know, it's funny because when I when I review all these uh, um, mobile handhelds, there's usually like a smattering of games that I I go to <laughs> as like my my reference benches, right? Uh, so it's it's hard because I'm like, wait, are those the ones? But I usually don't go back to them to play them. I'm usually going to them because I have the most fil- familiarity familiarity with them to like play them you know across multiple uh, multiple devices so man i mean if i oh, that that is a hard one to really pin down i so mean it wouldn't uh, be castlevania then because that's what you often use yeah i mean uh, castlevania symphony of the night i mean i've i've beaten i've dumped away too many hours into that i know that like the back of my hand <laughs> uh link to the past i mean is is always a good one a lot of stuff on gba uh yeah, I'm trying to think of anything PC specific, but probably not. Uh, I mean, Doom obviously, but you know, Doom kind of came out at everything. Uh, yeah, interesting. Actually, you know, somebody uh, did point out that uh, EA is remastering uh, the classic Command and Conquer series, uh, yep. and Red Alert. Man, that was like the first, uh, the first one that I ever got into. Uh, I think specifically of the of that series, it was Red Alert. I don't think I started with any of the earlier Command and Conquer games, uh, and I'm I'm actually really excited to hop back into that one. I'm I'm not much of an RTS person, but that one for some reason I just dumped a lot of time into. <laughs> I don't. Uh, kind of an aside. Uh, if you like old older games, uh, just a YouTube state channel you might want to check out. Just anybody, even y'all that I really love. It's kind of big. So you might've heard of it. It's called Ross's game. Dungeon is the name of the series by Accursed farms. Uh, it's just a real funny, sarcastic guy who plays older games. 
some, a lot of them are actually crappy older games, like DOS games and stuff like that. Just tremendously funny dude, hates AR, DRM, has like strong values on stuff, and they're like highly edited, incredibly funny videos. Uh, a new one just came out this week. While we're sitting at home anyway, go check out Russell's Game Dungeon. They're great if you like. That's cool. I actually haven't heard of it. Uh, that's that's awesome. Wonderful. I yeah. rewatched. I've watched the, everyone in the series two or three times. I just rewatch them at night sometimes. They're great. Dang. Nice. Okay. Uh, and the, the last fun question, or it's not really a question. It was an observation from earlier. Uh, Milo was talking about our, our, uh, our, you know, visual setup we have here. And it says uh, in their observation is Brad looks like they're getting ready for Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, Adam looks like he's starting a greenhouse. Uh, Gordon appears to be getting ready for a game. Uh, and Elena, are you in a sauna? Yes. <laughs> I think it's funny that we've got I've like I've gotten this comment more than once now that everyone associates this look with saunas, and I don't really <laughs> use saunas. The only one I've been in is the really kind of gross and potentially like bacteria infested one at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. <laughs> so this is not the look I associate at all with, with that. I, I think everybody thinks it's bamboo. It has a bamboo like look to it. Is it? No. Well, do saunas have bamboo panels? Like, I, well, again, the, like, I don't do this. Yeah, kind of usually thing. saunas uh, are, are some sort of wood based uh, in there. Mm. I, not necessarily bamboo, I don't think. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like sweat a, enough without having to pay for it. Yes, true. <laughs> uh, and this is the Oracle Arena behind me, not the uh, new Chase Center. So uh, I'm getting ready for next season. Yeah, you can tell because it doesn't have any reference to Oakland on it, but the new one says San Francisco. Right, oh, of course. Thank you. Was wasn't that uh, that was rude? Yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, all right, cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week. I, I think uh, Gordon, you should take us out. I need to go take my my crazy pills. All right, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Same comments and. Uh, questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com. Also, if you're on one of those services, please leave a review every time you do. Elena gets a new sauna background. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Adios, y'all. Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the out switch. Uh, you should go read Gordon's article about being able to do a looping background on Zoom. It's pretty funny. He He started the Zoom meeting with that video on, and for a split second, I was like, Oh, hey, what's up, Gordon? And I was like, oh, mm. no, he's just fake. It's a good stuff. one. I don't think we've run it yet, but it's going to be running pretty soon. It's a oh, great okay. way to fake your bot. Wait, let's give people a preview. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do a preview? <laughs> <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. So, yeah, let's pretend like we're having a really important meeting. Uh, guys, how are the, the KPIs looking? You know. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Checking the metrics. Yeah, the metrics. Oh, oh you got to turn off the virtual background. Uh, yeah. Hey, hang on. Let's see. Uh, numbers are up. You know, numbers I, down. I'm feeling a lot of a lot of synergistic synergies. Yeah, synergy, These trust falls, conversions. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, Gordon yeah. looks so engaged in this conversation. It's uh, like, oh yeah, synergies. Yeah. Yeah, synergy. What's good for the company? I, I look this. Uh, he's gonna nod in a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and for audio listeners, sorry. Uh, You're missing out. A looping background of an office space scene with Gordon, just pretending to pay attention. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, everybody. 
See you later.